What is going on, everybody? This is your boy, Nathan Crankfield, coming at you with another episode of the Seeking Excellence podcast. And today, obviously, because it's Independence Day, we're going to be talking about freedom. And so we'll be talking about the United States a little bit. We'll be talking about personal freedom and how you can best start to develop freedom in your own life. So thank you for tuning in today. It is great to be back. I have not podcasted in a while um solo i don't remember the last time it's been a few weeks but uh we're back at it i know i missed last week so i apologize for that life's been pretty um busy here as we start to pack up and uh god willing we will be closing on the house this friday and so that's had a lot of time and effort involved in it and so that's been really wrapping us up uh, and then we really kick things up into higher gear for how over the summer we have a lot of work to do over the summer so just been really busy um, and life's been pretty full, but it's great to be uh, speaking with you today and um, hopefully getting back on track here with some consistency, whether that be once or twice a week, we'll kind of see, but um, yeah, definitely excited to, to start podcasting again. We have our two-year anniversary coming up next month, so we're trying to figure out what that's going to look like and what I can do. Maybe that'll be kind of special and cool for that, so stay tuned. If you have any ideas, hit me up. I've got a few floating around my old, the old noggin. And so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, thank you for listening today. Um, you know, one of my favorite solo episodes I did really early on, this was like two months in, was on uh, 9-11. And we're just kind of like remembering 9-11. And so um, I'm excited to talk today, you know, on July 4th. I think you've obviously seen this movement in, uh, <laughs> you know, in the secular world, especially in the left. And I'm sure there's some people in the religious world too, I guess, that are this liberal, but in the, it's like the F the fourth movement, um, basically like saying we shouldn't have pride or celebrate July 4th, which is like the craziest shit I've heard in a long time. I'll tell you that. But um, around here, you know, in the Seeking Access community, we celebrate July 4th. And I'm sure everybody who can stand to listen to me uh, loves the 4th of July. And so, it's Emily and I's is one of our favorite holidays. Um, and so we'll be at the pool today uh, at her parents' house, you know, grilling, living it up, um, drinking American beer and loving life. And so very excited and hope that you had some time to spend it, or hopefully you got the opportunity to spend some time with family and some friends over the weekend, do something fun to celebrate our freedom, celebrate this great country we get to live in. Um, it's such a blessing. We did have this huge you might have seen, if you follow me on Instagram, a big pro-life uh, kind of celebration on Friday night. I got to MC and speak at that. And I am going to try to get the audio from that as well to um, post on, on here on the podcast. So we'll see if I'm able to get that. It'll need a little bit of editing and stuff like that. But some great stories and things shared. It was only about 30 minutes long of, of speaking. Um, and there's three of us that kind of gave a little talk. So, uh, but really good stuff. I'd love for you to hear from the other speakers and of the work that they're doing. So, yeah, so th that's really great. But I think, you know, one thing when it comes to Independence Day, obviously we should be filled with pride for the United States of America, but overwhelmingly, I think we should be filled with gratitude. Like we should just be so unbelievably grateful for the fact that we get to live here in the United States. And obviously if you get to live here, if you've moved here, if you're like an immigrant, then it's, you have something to be really grateful for. And immigrants typically are very grateful for getting to live in the United States of America. But I especially want to talk to those of us who are just born here, that we just like, 
you know, happened to be born in the greatest country that's ever existed. And we have this movement, obviously, of people in the world, in the country, who just take everything that we have for granted. And it's just exceptionally sad, you know, to see how many people think that. And it's so funny to me how often this happens. Whereas as far as my friends and family go, I know that the majority of those who hate America or have bad things to say about it have not been anywhere else and have not been anywhere else for a long period of time. And so when you get to experience other countries and you get to see the way that they're run and the issues that they have, like you can't, if you have anything go wrong in another country, like sure, you might go to Italy or France or Mexico, say, you know, like there's tons of countries you could go visit and maybe have a wonderful experience. But really when, when push comes to shove, like when something goes wrong, right? Like somebody needs to go to the hospital or you have issues with the police or, you know, uh, you just like you get to experience some of these other things or you live there for a short period of time. And you have to pay their taxes. You really start to see like, wow, America is extraordinarily dope. We uh, obviously have issues and we've had issues from our very beginning. But to say that we haven't done some incredible things in the world, in the country, the creation of the middle class, essentially, uh, making capitalism mainstream, democracy uh, pretty mainstream around the world is, I mean, there's some minor accomplishments, to say the least. And so we've done a few good things. We've done some really bad things. We've done a few good things as well. Um, and I think you have to recognize, too, like, I, I just had a great, I don't think I podcasted about this. I had a great car ride recently with uh, an Uber driver who was from Morocco. And he'd been here for about 20 years and, and was driving Taxi, Uber, doing different jobs. And he said that, or maybe it was like 15 years. And I asked him what he, I'd love to get into political conversations with Uber drivers. I think it's really fun. It has to end eventually anyways, right? So um, yeah, so I get in this conversation with this dude and I'm asking him his, his thoughts on all these different opinions or all these different like political, you know, issues. And what I asked him about was racism. Like, what do you think about racism in America? And he said, only once has anybody ever said or done anything remotely racist to me. And he's like, and I have an accent, I'm brown, you know, like all these things. And he's just like, America's like the least racist country in the world. And that's what I feel like a lot of people don't recognize. There's so many things that just baffle me. The like lack of logic that exists out there in society. But if you, if you, <laughs> if you've ever been to, you know, Nigeria, or you've seen pictures of Sweden, or if you've ever been to um, or seen, you know, seen pictures of, of Asian countries that say, you know, China, South Korea, everybody looks the same. And I don't mean that just in a racist way because I said the Asian country last. OK, so don't be racist. What I mean, and that was a joke. What I mean is that <laughs> what I mean is that we we have the most diversity that's ever existed in the world. And we get along incredibly well. And you have people represented in all of these leadership positions in, in every industry of both genders and of all different types of, of races. And still somehow we're like painted as this like bastion of racism. It's, it's pretty incredible. So basically I say all this to say, don't believe all the lies and BS you're going to hear 4th of July weekend um, about how bad America is. I know nobody that listens to this probably thinks that or will tolerate any of that anyways but just like take some time today that's why it's good to like go to mass on some of these um 
major American holidays, just, just as an act of gratitude to God. And we should be, I know that can sound extreme to some of the America haters out there, but we should be grateful to God for the fact that we get to live in the United States of America and that we were born here or however we got here. But you did nothing to achieve it, nothing to earn this, right? And it's our responsibility. You know, I talked about this a little bit on my talk on Friday night of there's that great scene at the end of Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan where Tom Hanks, the, the commanding officer, looks at Private Ryan, whose life he's, you know, died to save, and tells him to earn this. You know, earn this moment, earn the fact that we sacrificed our lives so that you might live. That's something to, to think about. You know, in preparing for my pro-life talk, I was going through, I was just moved to kind of go through the, uh, the Gettysburg Address by the great President Abraham Lincoln. And I just want to read you a little bit of it um, because I think that it's so good. So I'm just going to pick up at a certain part here where he says, quote, the brave men living and dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they fought and have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be dedicated to, great ta- to the great task remaining before us, that these honored dead will, that these honored dead did not die in vain that this nation under God shall have a new rebirth of freedom and that government of the people by the people and for the people shall not perish from the earth. So I, I mean, to me, it's just, that's so good to hear. Look, like they gave the last measure of full devotion and then we highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. Sorry for my weird pauses there because there was some, there's like different copies and versions on this website that I'm on. And that one had the word here, like every fifth word. And I don't, that seemed really awkward. And I kept reading. I'm like, am I reading this right? And I swear I can read at at least a third grade level. So I was like, I know this. Yeah. Anyways, I love Abraham Lincoln. And I think that it's, we have to understand that, right? Like, obviously we have Memorial Day is really focused on those who have died to preserve our freedoms, but people still died. I mean, people still sacrificed our, our founding fathers. They gave up so much uh, just to create this, you know, the, 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 battles and the um the work that they took on so that we can have the freedom and lives that we have now it's absolutely insane and so it's up to us you know those who are living to carry this on to promote a culture of freedom and i think we have to one of the best ways that we can do that how can we go about that is using our freedom the way that we should we recognize as catholics in america that we have the right as humans to be free so that we can do what we ought Not just so that we can do what we want to do, but so that we can do what is right. That is why we have religious liberty. That is why we have the First Amendment. That is why we have the Second Amendment. Because you have to have the liberty and the freedom to handle your responsibilities. That means your financial responsibilities, your relational responsibilities, your spiritual responsibilities, right? And so we have this freedom so that we can do what we ought, not just what we want. So I want you to take time today to think about that. Think about in your own life, like where are you not really doing what you ought to do and just kind of focus on doing what you want to do. 
And this could be in so many different ways, right? So that's what I want to, you know, kind of close with here is just talking about declaring independence in your own life. I want you to be free from sin, free from bad relationships, free from, you know, financial messes, free from mediocrity, free from mental and ideological slavery. I can think in my own life how I've had to break free of a lot of these things, right? And I'm still obviously a sinner struggling with sin. But declare independence in the name of Jesus in your life from sin, from the darkness, from, you know, wrongdoing, from lust, from pride, from greed, from anger, from envy. Like declare independence from these things. This could be your day. That could be a changing point, a turning point in your life where you start to experience the freedom that we ought to have. St. Paul tells us, you know, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Let us not return to a yoke of slavery. Well, every time we sin and we, we commit ourselves to a life, a life of sin, we are entering into the yoke of slavery and we're slaves to sin. The, the slavery is a sin in that we get to a point when you're so sinful, you can't actually choose what is good. Only the virtuous person can choose wrong or right, right? The malicious, vice-filled person cannot actually choose what is good. And so live in a state of freedom. Go to confession. Break the bonds of sin from your life. Go to confession and start to live into that freedom. Bad relationships. What kind of relationships, toxic relationships might you be in? And how could today be a good time for you to start to really commit your life to being free from toxicity in your relationships? Do you have somebody in your life who might be manipulative or rude or tear you down, does not add positive value to your life? Obviously, there's times where we're called to serve those who might not be giving us much in return, whether that be love, support, encouragement. They might not be giving us much in return. But you want to do that very prayerfully. A lot of times God is not calling us to sacrifice ourselves in ways that are not, um, not fulfilling because he's not calling us to do it. So I think a lot of times as Christians, we can get caught up in staying in crappy relationships because we're like, well, this is what I'm called to do. I'm called to love even those who are rude to me. And it's like, you don't have to be friends with that person. You're, you're a make-believe martyr. Don't be a make-believe martyr. Be a real martyr. There's enough <laughs> shit you can get into out in the world. You don't need to create your own drama and, and pain in your own life. Life's hard enough. So pray about those toxic relationships. If you, if you are staying in a toxic friendship or relationship and you haven't prayed about it, but you're telling yourself it's what is the right thing to do because they need your help. You're just, you're on some selfish stuff and you've, you've lied to yourself to the point that you actually believe uh, something that's really dumb and really wrong. So you need to pray about it. And then if you have that prayerful conviction, then it's possible, right? That God is calling you to stay um, in the friendship or relationship or whatever it is. But if you're saying that God's calling you to, and you've never really asked him and really sat down and listened, you know, in a, in a state of grace after having gone to confession and, and sat in adoration or, just in a church and really thought about it and prayed about it or gone on a retreat about it, whatever it might be, then yeah, you're making bad decisions. If you're living perpetually in a state of um, mortal sin, you're not discerning anything right. So yeah, so there's that. And then you want to have declare freedom from mediocrity, right? Like this, these, these American holidays always like really inspire me because it brings me back to my army days. And when I'm patriotic, I just feel more disciplined and inspired and motivated. And so like, I'm really excited to go to the gym today, for example. And I think that's how it should be, right? Like we should be re-inspired and re-motivated to declare freedom from mediocrity in our lives. Where in your life are you being the most mediocre? You know, I wanted to do a whole episode on this, but I, I kind of missed the, the halftime of 2022. Um, but this is the first podcast of the second half of 2022. 
And you might not have even realized that because I feel like a lot of people don't think about the year that way. But you businesses do this, right? Like we have a quarter three, quarter four, quarter two um, wrap up and planning session each quarter as a company. And you want to do that in your own life, right? Like Emily and I are going to have a bigger family meeting this week to talk about our yearly goals and be like, all right, what's on track and what's just, what have we totally forgotten about? There's no point in writing your yearly goals out if you're just going to check them again at the end of the year. I feel like probably 60% of the people never look at them again. You know, the, the next like 30% probably look at them the next, like at the end of the year. And then I bet like 5% look at them quarterly. And then you have your like go-getters, the like top 1% probably look at them every day. And so I'm not saying that you need to look at them every single day, but monthly you should be visiting your yearly goals so that you can create tasks for your and goals for your month and then tasks for your week that help you to build up to actually achieving those things. Declaring freedom from mental slavery. When I thought about this, I really think about um, those who, who are, are slaves to, to leftism and to just um, slave, slave to lies, ideological lies that get pushed. And because they're a woman or because they're a member of the LGBT community or because they're black or because they're Hispanic, they feel like they have to believe all the crazy stuff that's put out. Um, by the radical left. And I can tell you, you know, this is where we have the, the Blexit group um, organization led by Candace Owens, uh, which is like the Black exit from the Democratic Party, the Black exodus of the Democratic Party. And I'm telling you, man, you can see it. And it's so sad when you have friends and family who like haven't taken that leap and haven't actually like opened their minds or their hearts to a different perspective yet. Like you can just see there's so much disconnect from reality, from truth, from love, and all under the guise of tolerance and, and empathy. And they're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I want to do a whole episode on that because I've been thinking about that a lot recently as well. But I just want you, to, this can be a great day, you know, declare, and you don't have, and you can declare from the right too. Like you don't have to believe everything, every, you know, your favorite Republican believes or teaches. I don't, I don't fully identify with the Republican part. I don't love everything they do or stand for. And so that's why I like to say I'm conservative, but I don't always call myself a Republican, even though I am one now. I don't know if I ever updated you guys on that. I did actually register to vote in Colorado and, and register as a Republican. So that's fun. But declare freedom from all these things, from sin, from mental slavery, from bad, toxic relationships, from mediocrity, from financial messes in your life. Declare your independence today. Commit yourself to that as you reflect on the gratitude of our founding fathers who have created this great environment, this great country for us. Declare freedom in your own life. Declare your own independence over this crazy stuff that's going to ruin or greatly negatively impact your kids and your family, your future family or your current family. The way the founding fathers created this environment for us to live in and thrive is your same responsibility that you have for your family, for your relationships, for the people that are under your stewardship and care. And so today is a day where you need to declare independence from whatever might be your Great Britain that's sucking the life out of you and not giving you anything in return. Declare your independence today. Now, uh, in closing, I want to tell you guys one more time um, about the Napa Institute Conference. So if you have not checked this out yet, I'm telling you, you need to. If you listen to this podcast, if you liked any of my ramble from today, I highly, highly encourage you to check out the Napa conference. It's super expensive to go in person, guys. I would never be able to go in person. Um, but what I'm really grateful for, because they do so much great work, 
is that they have now an online version. And so you can attend the virtual conference of the NAP Institute for only $30. And so I want you to go and check that out. As I said, it's only $29. You get 15 live stream keynote sessions and the recordings of each one. And then you get a whole library of on-demand video presentations um, as well. You can also encourage your parish to sign up and you guys can do like a retreat at home um, at the parish. Uh, you get to hear from Monsignor James Shea, who wrote um, from Ap Christendom, The Apostolic Age, one of my favorite books. Highly recommend checking that out. Father Roger Landry, Christophonic, uh, Jeff Cavins. They're going to have some really awesome people. It is a conservative Catholic conference where you're going to learn about this year's theme, which is the way, the truth, and the life. So sign up at the link. I'll put it in the description for sure. But I want to encourage you to really think about it. Go in you know, with a friend. Watch some of these together. Dude, watch them and freaking learn about them, talk about them. You, This is a time, you know, I keep telling you guys, like this is one of the biggest challenges we're going to face as we move forward in the pro-life movement, as we move forward with just spreading the faith, when we move forward of battling transgenderism for kids. Like the battle is, is so much more difficult now because people are just accepting evil. And so before, I, I've talked about this, I think before, or before where we had to argue when it came to pro-life, for example, you had to argue that there was, uh, that it was a human life because everybody kind of accepted the premise that human life has value. But now you have many people who say, I know it's a human life. It, that human life does not deserve to live or the mother gets to choose whether or not this life lives. Arguing somebody whether or not um, an embryo or you know a fetus is a human life is a lot easier than arguing with them that human life has value because some of these things are just like assumptions of people who aren't insane. And so you're like, how do you even talk to somebody like that? Right? Like our, like the way we view things is so different. It's like, where, what, what you have to find common ground before you can go to higher ground. So it's like, what commonality do we have? If you believe that human life does not have value, it's really difficult. Same thing goes with transgenderism, right? Where before you were kind of arguing like, you know, well, it's empathetic, it's really kind, it's compassionate to like go along with what people believe, what people's dysphoria and this gender dysphoria and this mental health crisis and issues that they're having. It's just really polite and kind to, um, you know, to, to, to go along with that. Now, people argue is there's no such thing as the truth. Reality doesn't exist. And so whatever somebody believes is the truth. It's not just that you have to be compassionate, empathetic, and go along with it, but it actually is the truth. It's harder to argue that it's not loving necessarily to go along with somebody's dysphoria or schizophrenia or any make-believe issues that they're having mentally. It's easier to argue that than it is to argue with somebody that there is such a thing as the truth. When you say, well, are we talking right now? Does two plus two equal four? And they said, it might to you. That's some crazy stuff. And so these kinds of conferences are going to train you and equip you to have the knowledge and understanding to really have these conversations. And you have a responsibility to have these conversations with people. You do not get to just passively say, well, somebody else is going to fight all these evil things. It is up to us. If we are going to transform the culture, we have to do so from within. We have to go out into the world and spread the ideas of truth, love, and uh, with charity, obviously. So I want to encourage you, this is a great conference, an opportunity to learn about that. And so you can register um, very easy, the NapaConference.org um, and go in. Like I said, it's only $29. You're going to get tons of training and equipment or, uh, you know, equipping knowledge and wisdom that's going to help you 
to be more well-informed on your own. And then obviously just share that wisdom and knowledge with others. So continue to fight hard. Know that we love you. We're praying for you. Um, and hopefully you'll continue to pray for us. And I hope you have just a wonderful 4th of July. And let's celebrate this for the rest of the month. Declare your independence, my friends. It's the best thing that you can do. Fight hard. Be your best.